Hey, what's up everybody? It's Dan Greer with Leading from the Middle of the Pack, and today we're going to be talking all about getting your whole team to the finish line. All right, cue up the theme song. We'll be right back. The big question is this. How are leaders, like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us? To actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Sweet! So glad you guys are still here. Glad you decided to join in about getting your whole team to the finish line. Well, today we're going to be chatting all about that. Today's going to be about not you scoring the most points, but getting your team to win the game. And sometimes we got to make some decisions when it comes to that. That's not always the easiest decision to make it. Sometimes they're kind of hard and sometimes they don't benefit us the most, but they do benefit our team the most. So as we break into this topic, I really just want you guys to, to pause for a couple seconds. I'm going to give you like two seconds to think about this. Okay. Well, I'll take a drink of coffee. Don't fool. If you're watching the video, you'll know that I'm drinking a coffee right now. But I just want you to take a couple seconds and think about how you might have let somebody else score the points to win the game. All right, now that that drink of coffee is over, <laughs> I, I want you to think about it. Did you did you have anything where you've let somebody else score the game winning game winning goal, right? Where you've passed the ball to them and they've scored. In, in the season of life for business or leadership, right? Probably at some point you have. Now, if you haven't, you probably want to rethink about how you're doing it and what you're doing because you don't want to be that person who always is the ball hog who's like, swish, swish, <gasps> bank, bounce, doesn't make half your shots, but you keep shooting and shooting and shooting even when you got somebody on your team that's super good who you can pass the ball to or you're going in for a layup and you got a three-pointer open and you're like, boom, pass the ball to the three-pointer guy, right? You need to think about what's best for your team as you move forward. So one of the things that I've really ran into that I really want to talk a little bit about is like, so so we did a podcast on pivoting, right? And we've done some podcasts on like pushing through and being tenacious and being persistent and all that stuff. But this one is all about how to, how to like continue to move forward, how to continue to, to win the game when you're not necessarily the one making the game winning shots. And so what I really want to do, like, what what I want to talk about here just right now is just the simple fact that it, if you've got somebody that's sitting like right there that's open, okay, and you if you're in lacrosse, you can pass the ball to them, and they can come in and score, that's so much better than you being this far away from the goal and trying to shoot a really long shot when 10 people can get in front of the ball, right? So we were actually just watching uh, – my youngest kid plays lacrosse and we were watching one of his games and they're really fun to watch. They're pretty young, but they're, they're just getting the hang of like make pass connections and stuff like that. Now, this is the extent of my sports knowledge. As you guys know, I'm not a super big sports guy. So <laughs> you get, you get crazy analogies that might not make any sense to anybody else, but they make sense to me. So they, they make connections, right? And they make passes. And that's when they win the game is when they make those connections, when they pass the ball and somebody else catches it, Right. That's what wins the game. What doesn't win the game is the same person getting the ball, driving in and shooting. Because guess what happens? Everybody on the other team says, shooter! And they're all 
you got 10 guys, five guys, three guys on that one guy who's trying to shoot. So that means that if he'd open his eyes and look around him, he's got four guys open. If there's if there's six guys on the side of a field, right? On each on each half of the field. Let's say there's six guys on the field. And and three of them are defense. Let's say there are nine guys on the field. Three of them are defense, and six of them are or three of them are attacks. So they can't cross the halfway line. The defense guys can't cross the halfway line. And then three middies that can go that play both sides of the field, right? Let's say that there's that. Okay, and and you've got so you got six guys over there, okay, and you've got three guys on one person who's a shooter. That means that you have two people open that you can pass to at any given time, right? And sometimes as leaders, we forget to look for those open people. We get so caught up on the goal that's in front of us on our next goal to get to as a leader that we forget to look sideways and see, hey, Dan's open. And Dan can just be like, bink, and put it in the hole, right? Because that's the key is it's not about us as leaders scoring the most points. It's about us as leaders getting our team, the people we lead, to win the game, whatever the game is, okay? If the game is sales, it's not about me making the most sales. It's not about me doing, the, doing that all the time, okay? It's about my team making it to the, to the end point. It's about us being able to serve more people. Okay, so so we talked a little bit about sports. Now let's pivot and let's talk about how to do that as a team within business. So I'm, I'm gonna use my business, Eclipse DOT, as an example, all right? So I've, I've got a couple people on my team right now. Our team is growing, okay? We've got a pretty good number of team people for the size we are, but like our team is growing, okay? But here's the thing, it's like, as we, as we look at this, as we look at who we're bringing on and what we're doing and how we're doing it and, and, and all of that stuff, there's very strategic planning to that, okay? But as, as in, in the last episode, we talked about pivoting. So pivoting was like, okay, we're going to go from here to here, and this is what we're going to do, okay? But now, now we're talking about how I have to be willing as the founder of this, as the person who's created this, to say, here, you run this part of the business. I trust you to do this. And it may not be the person that you think that it should be. Like, it may not be the person who's been here the longest. Tenure means nothing. Education means nothing. Willingness to learn, willingness to work, that means everything. I had, I had somebody tell me the other day, they said, they said, Dan, I know you think education is crap, but learning is what keeps people going. I was like, I never said learning was wrong. I never said education was wrong. I think college degrees are a load of crap. It's just college is the biggest waste of time unless... You're using it to further your life, but they don't actually teach you much in college that's useful. Now, there's somebody's listening to this who's a college person who's who's like, oh, man, that's such a little crap. I can't believe he said that, blah, blah, blah. He just never been to college, blah, blah. whatever. I don't care, right? I'm saying that 90% of college professors have never got out of school. 90% of college professors who teach business have never been in business. They've never ran their own business. They can't teach you how to do it, but that's for a whole other thing, Right? That's the same thing as them wanting to score the goal every single time, right? So the the point of this is like he, he got upset with me because of all that stuff, but he's not necessarily the right person to run that division. And he was upset because I put somebody else over that division and it wasn't him. And it's like, I understand that you're upset. Like I get that, but let's pivot, let's get you going in the right direction so that you can score goals over here because here's this other goal. It's really shiny. It's got some really fun stuff around it and it's more your speed. 
It's more your style. It's more what you want, right? And, and I want to place you on this other team so that you can play as a team with them, okay? Now, the other thing to think about is this. Sorry, I got to take a drink here. The other thing to think about is this. As you're going through all this stuff, and, and as, you're, as you're the one who's looking at it, as you're the coach, whenever you're a leader, you're really, so, so there's two different types of leaders, right? There's the coach who stands on the outside, and this is, this is the, the CEO of the company. They kind of stand on the outside, and they look at the game from the sideline, and they go, oh, man, that guy over there is open. Throw that guy. And he'll talk to him and be like, hey, throw to Joe. And Joe's open, so Joe catches the ball, right? That's one type of leader. They can see the big picture. They see the game better from the outside of the field, right? And then there's all of us leaders who are in the middle of it. We're working in it every single day. We're there. We have the vision of the coach to win the game. Okay? That's our vision. But as a leader, as a leader, it's our job not only to win the game, but to look for all the little things in the game that help us as well, right? So so if Joe if the coach is out there and he says, Joe's open, and I pass to Joe. As a leader, I'm doing something right. I'm doing what I need to do, okay? But also, I need to be able to open my eyes and be like, okay, I see Joe, but the guy on the outside doesn't see that there's a guy coming up behind Joe who's going to intercept that pass. Or he doesn't see that Joe's standing in the crease of the goal and he can't, he can't shoot because he's too close. And then we're going to get a penalty called on us because of that, right? So I have to be willing to look at that kind of stuff and I have to be willing to say, okay, I don't need to take this shot. Okay, even though I'm open, I don't need to take this shot. Even though I can get there, I don't need to take this. I can pass it to somebody else who's going to be able to score more points or be able to do a better job with it, right? Now, as, as we pivot to that in business in real life, again, I know I said I was going to pivot once, but we're going to pivot again. As we pivot to this in business in real life, it, the, the way this looks is it's allowing somebody else to step into a leadership role. It's, it's allowing... Some, to listen to somebody else's decision. It's saying, hey, your idea is great. Let's roll with this. Hey, your idea is great. Let's roll with this. Hey, this is great. Let's roll with this. Hey, this works perfect. Let's do this, right? That's, not, that's letting somebody else score the goal in business. It's saying, you take lead on this project. I'll step back. You allow them to grow. You allow them to score. Oh, hey, would you put the finishing touches on this? Oh, hey, would you write the copy for this? Oh, hey, would you do this? Oh, hey, would you do this? Hey, would you do this? All of this stuff, right, is great. But we have to be willing to let other people do it. And that goes into something else. Like that goes into like not being controlling and not micromanaging and stuff like that. And we've already talked about that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that I'll do another one on leadership on that because micromanaging is a huge topic. But my point here is like, you have to be willing to pass the ball to somebody else and let them score to win the game. You can't get so caught up in winning the game that all you see is red and you don't see anybody else on the field because you got a field full of players. you got a, you got a team of people around you who can do it. I worked with a guy at one point. His name was Paul. This, this guy was an arrogant, pompous, oh, my gosh, SOB. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was atrocious atrocious probably one of the worst people i've ever dealt with as a manager and he, he was my manager and he was somebody that like i was remote he didn't like me because i was remote um i came with a lot of stout 
a lot of clout. People liked me within the business. They didn't love him. He tried to step in. He wanted a VP job. He didn't get a VP job. He got a director job. So he was all fought hurt and pissed off. And his plan was to work his way into that VP job quick and get that other guy gone who got that job. He was just, oh my gosh, what a pain in the butt, man. The guy was just arrogant as all get out. But anyways, he was he was not a team player, right? He looked for ways, it, it kind of cracked me up when we were going through this, he looked for ways to, to um, like try to throw me under the bus to make him look better because I my name was known throughout the company because I had taken a lot of time to do that. And I wasn't upset that he was put over as my supervisor. Like I didn't want it. Sorry, oh, crazy sneeze. Anyways, I didn't want that position because I didn't want to have to move and they were going to make me move to Houston to take that role and I didn't want it. So I didn't even apply for it. But the the thing here was is that he was not a team player, right? He had this he had this phrase and a couple of the guys on the team just loved this phrase. And it's like, oh my God, this guy's an idiot. But he's like, the white on chicken crap is still chicken crap. And what he meant by that was, was that the companies who run trucks, they're still trucking companies. And, and it's like, everybody is, everybody's part of it. Like, even if you don't feel like you're in the trucking industry, you're a trucking company if you have trucks. And to an extent you are, right? Like, I'm not going to argue with that, but that's a whole different story that goes in deep into something else. But his, his thought process here was that people don't think they're part of it and they're not part of it. And, and but they are part of it right in the end, but you got to convince them that they're part of it. And so he had, he, he was one of those people who would bowl his way through anything. He'd put his head down and just ram into the wall and he was an idiot. Um, 99% of the time he didn't get what he wanted or he got what he wanted the 1% of the time because he bowled his way through and broke a, a he, the dude, the dude just wasn't sharp. Like, well, let's put it that way. Like he was a smart guy. Don't get me wrong. Very, very tactical, but very much, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get me what I want type of person, which isn't somebody you want as a leader, which isn't somebody you want to be, which isn't a team player, right? He actually used a couple of people on the team to get what he wanted and he made him feel super good about it, but I could see through him and I'd ever played his game. Um, my point here is, is that he always wanted to take the winning shot. He always wanted to be the one who got the glory for what was done. He wasn't about the team. He wasn't about letting somebody else take the winning shot. He wasn't about being the person who allowed somebody else to score. He was always a person who drove to the basket and scored because he wanted to move up so bad, so bad. He wanted a different position from what he currently had. He wanted to move up so bad that he had no idea what it meant to be a team player and to let somebody else take the shot and to win the game and still win the game. And so instead of winning the game, he lost game after game after game. And eventually he lost the season and they let him go because he was too focused on scoring, right? He was too focused on him scoring, not the team winning, him getting the most baskets per game. That's what he scored on. That's what he, that he, that's what he got off on. That was what it, that was what he focused on was him scoring the most goals that our team kept losing game after game after game. And all he wanted to do was score, right? And so he actually, it ended up costing him a really good job in the long run, okay? 
and it cost him a lot more than that. But the point is, is like, because he was so focused on him scoring and not looking around at what his team could do or anybody who was open, he, he never truly won. He, he lost the whole series, right? And, and I have this philosophy that you can lose a game and still win the championship. You can lose multiple games and still win the championship, right? Like, it's not about... It's not about how many points you score as a person. It's about how your team does. Does my team win? Does my team lose? Is this the best opportunity for us? Is it not? Right? There's things like that that are huge when it comes to this. And so I really, really want to open this up. Right? And I want you, I want you to see as a leader who's in the middle of the pack, who's... If, if you're somebody who's looking at the outside, if you're the coach standing on the outside and you're looking at stuff, you also got to be able to trust your people, right? And you got to know that if if John throws to Joe and you told him to throw to Mike, but he sees something you don't see, you got to trust him. You got to trust them that they threw to the right person. You got to trust that they saw something you didn't see. You can't be like, I told you to throw to him. That's why we lost the game because you did this. Blah, blah, blah. And that's placing blame. That's a whole different thing, right? But my point here is like, you've got to trust. If you're if you're on the outside, if you're the general manager, if the CEO, you got to trust your leaders. You got to trust the people you've put in leadership roles to do what's right. Okay. Not only that, not only that, you've got to trust. You've got to trust everybody else in there, and you've got to be willing to say like, "Hey, John never gets the ball. Throw the ball, John. John can put it in the hole. He's open." Well, John doesn't ever catch anything. Give him a shot. If you don't give him a shot to catch the ball, he can't put it in the hole. Right? Do you remember that Friends episode where they're playing football on Thanksgiving and nobody ever throws the ball to Rachel? And she's like in the back doing her nails and like nobody knows. And she's like, just, I don't know if she's doing her nails, but she's like chewing on and playing on stuff and stuff like that because nobody ever throws the ball to her. She's not including the game. Then they throw the ball to her in the very end and she wins it for him or something like that. I can't remember the whole thing, but like that's the, that's the moral of it, right? They have ignored her so long. Nobody's on her. They're all covering Monica. They're all covering Phoebe. And Rachel's all out by herself. So there's two on one. There's somebody open the entire time. And they never throw the ball. They never get the chance to get better. As a leader, we have to be willing to throw the ball to those people so they can get better. We've got to be willing to pass to them. We've got to be willing to involve them in our game to allow them to win, to allow them to shoot. And as a leader in the middle of the pack, that's your job. It's to hand the ball off. It's to pass it to somebody else. Does that make sense? Like, I know this was kind of a crazy sports analogy one, and I don't know anything about sports, and so you probably are like, Dan, you're an idiot. But if you look at the principles of what I've talked about here, about the fact that you can't be the one who drives to the goal every time. Now, it's okay to drive to the goal once in a while. You see the goal, you're open. Man, take it, right? Take it. But if you see the goal, you're open, and you got a buddy who's standing outside the three-point line, pass it to him and let him shoot. Maybe not a buddy, maybe a teammate, right? Pass it to him. Let him shoot. If he misses, rebound, hand it back to him, let him shoot again. If he misses a second time, put in a hole. If you're right there, right? But give him the opportunity, and then the next time you come down, he's standing on a three-point line, she's standing on a three-point line, pass it to him, let him shoot again. Three points is better than two points. Are you getting this? Does that make sense? Just because you can score two points, if somebody else is open and they can score a three-pointer, why not let them try? Why not let them put that hole, right? That could be, that one point could be what wins the game. 
it could 100% be what wins the game. Does that make sense? You guys getting this? So here's the thing. Here's, here's I'm going to wrap this up. So here's the thing. Here's what I want you to remember. It's not about you scoring the most points as a leader. And this is something that some leaders really, really struggle with. Well, they're not really leaders. They're bosses. Bosses love to score the right points. Paul was a boss. He was a lot of other things, but he was a boss. <laughs> That's what we're going to claim on this podcast, okay? Paul was a boss. And he loved to boss people around. He bowled his way through stuff. Bosses are not leaders. Leaders inspire. Bosses drive with a whip. You want to be a leader. You want to inspire people. You want to throw somebody the ball and say, take the shot. You got this. And watch him shoot. You want to be somebody that watches somebody cut around behind a goal and you pass it to them and they shoot and they put it in when nobody's paying attention. Right? Do you see what I'm saying? You want to win the game, not be the MVP. As a great leader, it's not your goal to be the MVP. As a great leader, it's your goal to create MVPs. It's your goal to help that. And when you're the CEO, when you're the coach standing on the sideline, you can't be the MVP. So it's your job to make MVPs on your team. Right? MVP, most valuable player. I know. Awesome sports terminology coming from Dan. The guy who never watches sports. (laughs) Anyways, my point is, is I think you get it. It's not about scoring the most points. It's about winning the game. And in order to win the game, You have to be willing to pass. You have to be willing to let other people take the shots. You have to be willing to look outside the box to find the answers and the solutions that you wouldn't normally do. And you have to be willing to give other people the shot to win it. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this. If you did, like it, subscribe, share it with a friend. Absolutely love that you guys are still here. I've enjoyed making these like nothing else. The other thing I want to do is I want to encourage you that if you're enjoying these, to share this on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok. Take a little screenshot, take a little video, share a little clip of this video, right? Do that and be like, tag me in it. Make sure you tag me, Real Dan Greer, on like every single platform. You can find Real Dan Greer there, okay? And then the other thing that I want you to do is I really want you to uh, think about the gym like this. What are you still doing? Okay? <laughs> All right. Hope you guys had a great day. Okay.